I'm Sarah Gross. And I'm Sarah True. And you're listening to If We Were Riding. A triathlon-ish podcast. Grab your sock hats, fill your decanter. Friday's here. It's time for some banter. Tri-tips, life chat from two feisty pros, zoomies, arm hair, ebbs, and flows. Rides with influential women in sport. Voicemails from you, now it's in your court. Join in just to stalk raccoons. Do you like your Zwift caps and fear those loons? So unpad your bras and stop that hiding and find out what happens if we were riding. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Uh, so I have been thinking about this all week. Okay. All week? Oh, Wow. You know, it, must be, it must be a really important thing if you've been thinking about it all week. Super important. Okay. How's your earwax? <laughs> <laughs> so I tell you what, I have never had so much a solicited. It's not, it's not unsolicited. It's very solicited earwax advice from people on social media as this week. It was amazing. So thank you to everyone who sent me, like, did you know there's like these little tools that are like, they're like, it's like a little coil and it like digs oh. out the earwax. No, that doesn't yeah. seem good. And there's this amazing slash terrible, depending on your perspective, video that someone sent me of like the just wax being Ugh! rude, quote unquote, out like dig, like digger, like a little digger. <laughs> yeah. I, so that I was like, oh, should I, I, I asked him. Um, Jamie, my partner, if I should try to get the digger. And he was like, oh no, was it him? No, I think it was someone else who said uh, they were afraid I'm going to like burst my eardrum and I should probably just go to the doctor. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I always get nervous because uh, Ben's obsessed with Q-tips and cleaning his ears mm. and he just makes this expression like he's going to just dig too deep. Uh, it's it just, it seems so painful and awful. I don't know. I don't really know careful, why. Really like with the Q-tips. Like yeah. I know that because like, you can compact it, right? So right. I know like, you're really not supposed about, to use Q-tips. You're not supposed to jam them, right? Right. But like I definitely like because I have here, I can give earwax advice. <laughs> <laughs> the earwax advice segment of if we were riding, like what I figure is, and I think my thinking's correct, is that if you because you can clean out the part around as long as you don't yeah. like compact into like like shove it right in there compact so like I figure I'm gonna stop it from building up more if I keep like the exterior oh, area like clean yeah. or like essentially clean out some of the stuff that's coming there so it doesn't like get so like that's my strategy that's my q-tip strategy <laughs> although clearly it's not working that well because I'm still deaf so well you haven't you haven't integrated that strategy into your daily life so <laughs> you know, it, it's going to take a while <laughs> well, I need to like get the, yeah. First I need like the doctor to do the big clear out. And then I can use all the strategies that I've learned through this harrowing situation to keep my ears <laughs> clean in future. <laughs> you know, from now on, I am not going to go to my doctor for medical advice. I'm just going to ask our listeners <laughs> for, only for things where it probably doesn't really matter that much. It's not a life or death situation, right? you know, right. just 
Yeah. It's yeah. good to have those kind of boundaries, like what you would actually take advice from, from a listener or not. <laughs> For sure. No offense to our listeners, unless no you're a, an earwax specialist. An earwax, <laughs> but if we do have an earwax specialist who's a doctor, like... Hmm. I do. Who's list? Who's a listener? Like, yeah. actually, first of all, I'm disappointed I didn't hear from you last week. Um, <laughs> but, if, but if you are out there, I'm still available for advice, <laughs> and I will oh, give you man. full credit. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, cool. Okay. Uh, coming up on the show, we are going to talk about Sarah's social media dilemma. Um, this week is Kona, not Kona, and an animal story, of course. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Lisa Ringerfield, co-founder of the Outspoken Women in Triathlon Summit. We are really excited to announce that the Outspoken Summit will be returning in 2021. This year has created an opportunity for triathletes to get back in the blocks and start to rebuild triathlon to create a more inclusive and welcoming space for all. Join us from the 12th to the 14th of November as we host a virtual summit to connect with like-minded women, center women's equity in the sport, hear from industry leaders, and develop leadership skills related to our roles in triathlon. The summit will provide a rich forum to develop strong voices, inspire others, and advocate for change in the sport we love. For more information and to sign up for the event, go to outspokensummit.com. We hope to see you there. Every day there seems to be a new wellness trend, like eat this, do this, avoid those scary things. And how do we know where to start and who to trust? Inside Tracker cuts through the noise by analyzing your blood, DNA, lifestyle, and fitness trackers. This provides you with a personalized, science-based, trackable action plan on how to live, age, and perform better. Inside Tracker is simpler, cheaper, and more convenient than traditional blood tests, and includes tests that we need as athletes but aren't traditionally included, like ferritin and vitamin D. My favorite part is that they don't just give you the data, they provide you with nutrition and lifestyle tips to take action. So for a limited time, Inside Tracker is offering our, if we were riding listeners, 25% off their entire store. So just go to insidetracker.com forward slash riding. That's insidetracker.com forward slash riding as in, if we were, change is an inside job, start inside. Okay, so Sarah. Okay. Yes, yes. You have a social media dilemma. I love. I actually love this. Like, I'm excited to hear what. Okay. You- All right. So, I have this child. <laughs> I mean, your baby. <laughs> yes. Right. Okay. I have this child, and he is. I mean, I I know I'm biased, but he's super cute. Mm-hmm. Babies are super cute in general. Mm-hmm. But here is the dilemma. Uh he as a baby cannot provide consent Mm -hmm. to be on social media. Mm -hmm. But I feel very conflicted about the whole thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So Ben, I would say before he was born, we kind of came to an agreement that, you know, we would respect his privacy, little Mm -hmm. baby Hawkins privacy. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, you know, just be that person posting photos of my baby everywhere. Right. But then he's born and he's super cute Mm -hmm. and it's really hard for me to resist. Mm -hmm. Uh, and like, 
it's fun to be part of this, you know, tribe of parents. I don't know. Like yeah. you can't help it. You're proud of your little bundle of joy, whatever. Yeah. But I do intellectually, I agree with Ben um, yeah. that because it gets, you get into this weird space, like is your child part of your brand? Mm-hmm. You know, if you have like, you know, as an athlete, like as yeah. a professional athlete. Totally. Yeah. So, so he could easily become my part of my quote unquote brand. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, am I like exploiting my child? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's such a I weird. I have thought about this. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it makes me kind of uncomfortable when you think of it in that way. Like, you know, that there are athletes who have gotten sponsorship because like they, they lean in hard to their super cute child. Right. Um, but that child doesn't have consent. Like they can't choose whether or not they're part of it. So yes. Yeah. What are your thoughts? This is a tough one. Okay. I'm just going to follow up here with a couple things because I yeah, think yeah. That, I think there are layers, right? Like, so right. I think you have, I, I, sorry, like around 56,000 people on your Instagram page. No like it's pretty big. Like it's, you know, which is a little bit different than someone who might have a, like, it's not an option for you to just make your Instagram private have only your friends on there and be right. sharing those photos with friends and family, which if, if, and I'm saying this because it's like, if this was someone else asking me for that advice, yeah, I think that's what I'd say. Cause I'm like, then you can control who's seeing the photos, mm-hmm. right. And it's private. And then you, like, you have that a little, like a little extra layer. It's not a public facing thing. Right. Right. Um, so when you're saying it, it's like, not only is it public facing, but also it's like, public facing to multiple thousands of people. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Um, so, and I thought like that said me who only has like one tenth of the following that you do, I thought about it in that way too, when mm-hmm. Rosie was born and like, especially like I really resonated what you were saying about like, do, am I, do I feel like I'm using my child as like part of building my brand? Yeah. Right. And then it's hard Which to can feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. And then it's hard to detach that from like, okay, but I'm also like, I'm also like a mother and that's part of my story. Right. Mm. So you can't have a story about being a mother without like a child. <laughs> mm. Right. Um, and then there's the issue, like for me, the other issues would be like being a public facing person with like, if there's any actual dangers, right. Around having your child's photos everywhere. Like for example, <laughs> sorry, I can't help myself on this one, but for example, someone showing up the, up the pool and stealing your baby off the <laughs> Because they know you're there. <laughs> but I think that's like, I'm making fun, but like, there is a real factor yeah. around like, who's creeping around on your, like, I don't know if you get creepy comments, but I get all kinds of creepy shit on my Instagram, right? Mm. Like, um, and that's not that comfortable either with my daughter. Well, but right now it's just, it's so, it's so well-natured, like, it's fun because there are people I went to school with. They're like, oh, you know, he's cute. He, he, he looks like your husband, like totally benign comments. And I think it, there is the part of me that says that, like you said, this is part of my identity and there are a lot of active parents and I'm part of that tribe now Mm -hmm. and it's it's really fun to be part of that group Mm -hmm. so you know is it can I signal that I am a mother without you know posting photos of my child all over the place Mm -hmm. 
but then you get into like this weird uh aspect of how the algorithm you know like if i just posted photos of my cute kid doing super cute things i would on social media get rewarded for it you would yeah Mm -hmm. so my followers would increase engagement increases and then my value to companies Mm -hmm. as trying to make a living right but then that's total exploitation Mm -hmm. and i don't think i like very few parents would think of it that way. Mm-hmm. But if you're talking from a financial sense, on one hand, you're using your child to make money potentially. <laughs> on the other hand, yeah. are you providing them with a better future? You know, like if I get more financial, right. if we get more financial security as a family. So it's this weird, like, yeah, like this, it's legit your job. Oh. Like you're not getting a free pair of wheels. This is like actually you're you making a living too. It's, but it, so really, I, I have no idea uh, how people come to these decisions. Uh, you know, it's for the stuff down the road, like, you know, identity theft and all of that. Like, I know there's obviously concern about the more information that you post about a child in their entire lives, mm-hmm. uh, the easier it is going to be down the road for somebody to uh, potentially steal their identity. Right. You know, it just you can put together so much about somebody's life, but you know, on the flip side, we probably are going to figure it out by then, mm-hmm. you know, when Hawkins grown up, like right. everybody else has put their child's lives online. Like we're going to have to figure out mm-hmm. how to get around that. Otherwise. Mm-hmm. So it's everybody, a lot of people do it. Yeah. I'm not saying it's good or bad. It's just a decision. And it's a really, really complex one. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I'm not going to like, I'm, well, I'll just tell you my disappointing answer that I don't have the, <laughs> that I don't have an answer. Um, I can tell you some of my own thoughts. Mm. Um, one, like I went through this where I was like, my decision was more like, am I going to make my Facebook and Instagram? Like what, what is that going to be to me? Mm. Right. And it's like changed over time. Um, And so it just, I just like kept those things as kind of like, like an expression of me and all the things that are me. Um, And I don't worry too much about building a bit brand through it. Like anything you see on there, that's like me asking business questions or being, or saying things I'm selling. That's like me genuinely just like excited about those things. Right. Cause I, we also sell other things that don't, and I'm not that I'm excited about. (laughs) Right. But like, I don't like, I just like pick the things that I want to talk about. Um, and it's like, I just try to make sure it comes from a genuine place. And so that's my line, um, with Rosie. Um, I don't know. It's interesting because I think when, when she was a baby, I had that same like decision about whether, but what I want. So I think I was a little bit selective about how often and what I posted, um, with her or about her. So I didn't just like puke baby pictures onto actually I don't I didn't even have Instagram when she was born so Mm. but onto Facebook at the time or Twitter right yeah um I just was like pretty selective about how I was talking about or whether I was like adding value like am I talking about motherhood or am I doing something like Mm. or am I just making a little joke like whatever um as time went on though (laughs) I became less mindful and very comfortable with like making fun of the stupid little things that she said or like when Instagram stories started 
like that became a little way to like, cause it only exists for 24 hours. Right. Right. Which creates like a, a comfort level for me on like, I can just post about like the crap that Rosie and I are doing on a story and you know, that it's going to disappear. Um, so that's another thing that I thought about. Um, the other thing interesting, which you might find interesting because you mentioned consent at the beginning, like that Hawk can't give consent. Like yeah. Rosie can give consent and she frequently does not <laughs> like, so like, <laughs> so what happened was it like extremely disappointing for me because I went through this, like when she was sort of eight and nine, like Rosie started to collect some like super fans amongst my friends who, when I do, cause it's like, it is like Instagram's like a highlights reel. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'd be posting the cutest or funniest things that she'd say or do. And people would be like, your kid's so awesome. And I'd be like, thank you. I produced her, you know, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like the last year or so she's like, don't post a picture of me. Like she doesn't want that. So I have to ask her, I show her and ask her when I post about her. Um, which and totally makes says sense. No. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then at what, but at what age do you think she would have understood? So if you asked her when she was five, mm-hmm. like I, it's, it's just really interesting. Just developmentally, yeah. obviously Hawk doesn't know what Instagram is now. Mm-hmm. Um, but at what age are you like, okay, this is going to be out in the world. Yeah. Are you okay with this? Or is this embarrassing to you? Cause I did ask her, um, earlier. Like I did ask her earlier this and she was always like, sure. Yeah. But I knew she didn't understand. Yeah. Right. And now definitely there are things where I'm like, I'd like to post this picture and we'll like, it's like a negotiation now. (laughs) Cause like, I'm like, but you look so good. Like whatever. And then she's like, no, I don't want any pictures of me. So I'm like, okay, how about I put up my story? It disappears. And then she'll be like, fine. (laughs) (laughs) But she's, you know, at her age, that makes sense. She really, she understands social mm-hmm. media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's so- embarrassed by her mom. So <laughs> <laughs> did you, there's also like, maybe one of our listeners knows about this. She should be embarrassed by me, by the way. Like, <laughs> like I legit sometimes make fun of her too um, on social media, but someone, wasn't there some um, court case where someone sued their parents for all the their baby pictures on Facebook? I don't know. And they had to, there was, um, because they were the kind of like, like this parent was crossing lines that like, I wouldn't have done like pictures of the kids in the bathtub. Yeah. No stuff like that. Um, where I'm like, where I, this is not something I would do. Um, but like they, I don't know what happened with that corporation. Maybe someone knows. I just remember it coming up in the news and being like, that's interesting. Like I could get sued one day. Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Um, or, so I don't have forcing like, your daughter to do TikToks with you. Yeah. <laughs> That's the most disappointing part is we used to have a good like TikTok vibe going on. And yeah. now she's like, no, mommy. Oh, that's a bummer. But yeah, not to turn this into my challenges with getting her no. to do social media, but it's like just a general challenge, right? I don't have an answer for you. And I think if we like, and I would love to hear from our audience on this one. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of people would have different totally uh points of view on this and it might be helpful like i guess that's my advice is like collect a bunch of different points of view from people with different experiences and then you'll know like then you'll kind of know what your right path is or like what feels right to you in terms of how much sharing like i said like i was clear to me that i'm like i um 
like what I was willing to share and, and not share was kind of clear if I thought about it. Like, why am I putting this photo onto mm-hmm. whatever platform? Um, and just like understanding my intent um, was always important to me. Yeah, I, I guess the challenge is like, I try to be just who I am. Um, like, I'm not trying to filter my life. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I don't know. I, I, but I have to now filter this very, very important part of my life mm-hmm. because that's the decision we've come around to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it feels like I, I am not being, you know, authentically me if I like yes. crop them out of every single photo. Yes. But like trying to find that balance between Mm-hmm. I don't want to use him like, but also he's a huge part of my life now. Right. So I, if it's oh. any, like, if it's any consolation, like I don't have to, I don't feel like you're being inauthentic. Like, I feel like I've seen a couple great pictures of Hawk on your social ad. I love seeing them. I typically reply with hard eyes. Um, and, like, <laughs> and so like, is that, are you considering decreasing from where you are in terms of how much you're posting? Uh, so like other than like on my actual posts, we have the only like real face. Yeah. So I'm trying not to do like tons of face shots, I guess, but then that starts to feel weird. Like Mm -hmm. I'm hiding my child. Like the next step is going to be me. Like that infamous, uh, Michael Jackson photo with like his kid like the pillowcase of this kid over his kid's head holding oh, yeah. him up the balcony you know what I'm talking about yeah like I, I don't do. want to be that person either <laughs> no no you definitely do not want to be that person like Several I don't want to hide him from the world because that's weird but yeah. also I don't want to feel as though you know I'm I'm using him because he's cute yeah and he's a kid and people like babies I tend um, to think that like I I tend to lean into like, you should authentically share. Yeah. Like that's, that's my, yeah. That's my gut on this. Right. Yeah. Um, It feels like that. It feels like you're telling me that's what you want to do. No. But you know, he he has, he has two parents. Right. Right. You know, it's. Yeah trying to find that yeah so someone else has a boat um yeah yeah there's a balance but the the most important person doesn't actually have a vote true (laughs) and that's where like i think about what a difference with like if you have a really cute dog or cat yeah you know and you post lots of photos yeah they can't give consent but it's not a human like there, there are no real implications <laughs> for real posting implication. photos of well, your cat. Someone could come and steal your cat for your house. That's true. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Okay, I'm gonna give a real life example of my life because um, this is this has come up recently for me. Is that like I have so like I'm in a relationship and I've been in that relationship for a year. Yeah. Right? And I've known him for several years, but we lost touch. And I knew him in we we dated in high school. Okay, and now. Yeah. And so when, so there's like a good story there, right. It's amazing. And I'm in like an amazing relationship. Like I love my relationship. It's like the thing I've always been like wanting in a relationship that I never found. Like 
I'm like, and I feel like I'm being inauthentic when I don't share mm. that on social media. So it's been a year now. And I think I like, you can like randomly see his face in a couple of reels. Like it's mm-hmm. pretty like low key. Like, yeah. Um, and we don't get, talk about it on this podcast. We don't talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. And the reason that I do that or that I've like been like, and I, we've him and I've had this conversation where like, I feel like I'm being inauthentic mm. by not because so much of my social media is just like, this is me. Right. Right. Um, is that is because, okay. Like now <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know that his ex-wife's not going to listen to this. So that's what I like, but like, there's, you know, like it's hard to go through a divorce. Mm. Right. And yeah. like shit happens. And like, there, I don't know if this is true or not. So I'm not going to say it with certainty, but there is like some chance that hit like hit that his ex would be like curious about who he's dating, going down that rabbit hole of checking that out, looking at all. Like, I think I know that that's happened to some extent. I don't know to what extent doesn't matter. I think it's like totally normal for someone mm-hmm. to do that. Like we all do that. Like, especially if we've been married to someone, right? Yeah. Like that's a normal. And so like, there's like, there's other people to think of too right like in terms of like if I start screaming from the rooftops about how amazing my relationship is Mm. with someone's ex-husband like who's going through a lot of hurt and pain like that there is something to be considered there too which is like definitely came into my considerations on that decision and his feelings about it his feelings about it too yeah um so like it's it, but it was because it took me a little. I was like, oh, it's just like totally normal for me to share. I, I don't share everything I'm doing, but when I want to share something, I do. Right? Yeah, right. Because you can, if it can feel inauthentic to over, you know, filter things out. Yeah, to that extent. Yeah, but then again, there are a lot of things we don't post. Yeah, that's true, and and that whole thing. Like now that we've gone down this, but like when people say accuse Instagram of being a highlights reel, like there's part of me that's like, why should it not be a highlights reel? Like Mm. what is actually wrong with a highlights reel? Like I'm not telling you that I don't have struggles and problems. Like if, if you're in my inner circle, you know that like, I'm willing to talk to you about it. If you come and talk to me, the idea that I'm supposed to share that stuff publicly is weird to me. (laughs) Like but I don't mind if someone else like, or myself, like, I don't mind if someone else shares, like I'm willing to share in the joy of someone if they want to share only their highlights reel on Instagram, like I will share that with them because that's what they want to share. So like, I don't actually have a problem with that. I don't find it inauthentic that I, if, if someone's not sharing every piece of their yeah. life. Yeah. Uh, so it's really down to what that is for you. Oh, geez. Well, I don't know, which is why I brought it up on the podcast, Sarah. <laughs> Sarah, I've given you the best, the best non-advice advice ever. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't think there is an easy or good answer, especially if, you know, part of your, your job is a little bit being like public facing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. This is a, this is a common, this is a common issue for people. Um, I think the only problem is when you don't think about it and Mm -hmm. yeah, if you, if you just automatically post away, I think that is problematic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
whatever yeah. decision you come to after, you know, going back and forth. Um, but what the right thing to do is like, that's great. But if you just are doing it without any consideration to another person, that's probably not awesome. Yeah, totally. That's all I know. Totally. That's as all far as I I've know gotten. is that the recent picture that you had of Hawk on your story was like the cutest. He's so cute. He's so cute. <laughs> Although I did say to someone, I think you are slightly biased. <laughs> uh, totally. Well, that's why I say like the hormones are totally messing with me. Right. Because Ben Ben's like, oh, so remember our whole conversation about no poster? But I'm like, he's so cute. I know I'm biased, but I couldn't help it. It's like, okay, great. So the hormones are getting in the way of your problem solving <laughs> skills, you know. <laughs> I actually just said this to someone the other day. Um, because Ashley, my business partner, she had a baby a couple weeks before you. Yeah. Right? So your babies are similar age. And I said, you know, <laughs> she's going to kill me because I know she'll listen to this, but that Ashley's baby and Sarah's baby have both definitely crossed that line from when they come out, like all weird. Oh, yeah. You yeah. Know, they're like, kind of When ugly. they come out, they're like alien weirdness, mm-hmm. right? So like into the cute zone. So like yep. if both, I saw recent pictures of both of your babies and I was like, oh yeah, like into the cute zone for sure. Well, that's the thing. He's, I, I mean, again, I'm super biased. But in his lifespan so far, he's peak cuteness right now. He's, I, I agree with that. For the, he's the filled in, I've seen. He's filled <laughs> in a little bit. His cheeks are chubby. He's not skinny and red like when he came out. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> so I should embrace that he's peak cuteness. Um, yeah, but should. whether or not I, like, I, and let's be honest, uh, I am taking lots of random photos of him. So. Mm-hmm. I am appreciating his cuteness. It's whether or not like I spread it out to the world. (laughs) (laughs) And that decision is yours to make. But is it? (laughs) I feel like we're going around in circles. Exactly. That is where we started. Which is where we need to move on. (laughs) There's like, okay, I have the tell a story right now. Okay, long-term listeners. (laughs) Okay, remember there was a raccoon? Yes. That used to, and I know she was probably going to the garbage and getting some food for her babies. Yeah. Okay. No, there's this like, it's like a, there's like a cement wall outside of my window. And then there's like a garden. Like it's, I'm in a condo building. It's like a communal garden kind of area. And that's where the raccoon used to walk across the garden. Okay. Just now a grown man <laughs> just walked instead of walking down the sidewalk like a regular person like walk it's like a five-foot wall and then a flower bed and he's walked through the flower bed I'm like should I be worried about this yeah that's I was waiting for a raccoon that's I not know. nearly I'm as sorry that was that's a lot creepier but now that I'm just like super creepy. I'm scared that there's like someone climbing up to someone's balcony my neighbor's balcony right now like <laughs> that was weird because that's the first time I saw movement in that area that's why I made me think of the raccoon well now I'm sad that it's not a raccoon but rather a creeper (laughs) oh Oh, the things that happen on the podcast (laughs) jeez see I I I have no animal stories oh well a a little one I have a tiny animal story can we can we do one to the animal let's do the animal story now yeah let's do it now yeah uh I was leaving the pool the other day Mm -hmm. and 
this older man, uh, probably in his 80s, was walking at the same time as me. And I see this little tiny, newly hatched uh, turtle. It was a mm-hmm. snapping turtle. And oh. yeah, but it was, it was probably, I mean, just, just hatched probably like that day. It was so, this is so cute and tiny. And this old man and I have like this 10 minute conversation about turtles and he ended up picking it up because he was worried about it getting squished. And he said he was going to bring it down to the river and he got into the car with it. And it just, it was the sweetest thing. It just absolutely made my day. So, you know, my, the point of the story is that the love of animals is intergenerational. Actually, there's no point to my story other than (laughs) that's basically the most notable animal story I have. (laughs) Okay. Let's take a break right now because I have a story, a somewhat similar story but about a snail if we were riding is a feisty podcast remember to follow us on instagram and facebook at if we were riding and we love hearing from our feisty friends so please send us a voicemail at sarah at livefeisty.com that's sarah without an h right so just grab your phone record an audio file and email it to me and we will love it and love you forever. And our regular listeners will know that If We Were Riding and All Things Feisty is proudly partnered with Orca Sportswear. For 15% off all items on orca.com, please use the code livefeisty15. And that includes the wetsuits. So good deals all around. Okay, Sarah. Okay, so- uh, Snail story. You inspired me by your, by your turtle saving story. So, and I was inspired by Celine a couple of weeks ago who had the best snail stories. I mean, I can't beat those stories, but one time I was, <laughs> I used to, when I lived in Scotland in Edinburgh, I rode my bike everywhere. Like I didn't, I didn't even drive. I didn't even know how to drive or my bike. And um, it rains a lot in Scotland. You'll be shocked to learn. And one time I pulled up, it was like a super busy intersection. <laughs> I pulled up, like I was maybe, the, the streets are really narrow too, so you have to picture it. So sometimes like a cyclist and we're riding on the left instead of the right. So like sometimes a cyclist can't get up alongside of the vehicles. Like you just wait in the queue with the vehicles, like at a stoplight, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was like maybe third in line <laughs> waiting to go through. I was going to the pool. I know exactly where I was. And I looked down and there's like a snail in the middle of the road. And I'm like, if, if I don't grab this, like the snail's going to get run over. Right. Like, I'm like, I know that snails can like get bits of them cut off and like continue to live or whatever. They have that superpower, but like, kind of like this snail's just going to get like squished, like tire, yeah. like it's going to be over. So I was like, I need to save the snail. <laughs> Sentient beings. Like I studied Buddhism. So whenever I think about saving, like whenever there's a spider in my house. Yeah. And, um, and like, I like capture the spider and I take it outside. Like that's how I deal with spiders in my home. And I always think of like Buddhism and sentient beings and like not killing sentient beings. Um, and so the snail was like, I was like, oh, sentient being. So I <laughs> unclipped <laughs> and went to pick up the snail and the light changed. 
Oh no. Yeah. And there's like a queue of traffic behind me, like honking at me while I'm like getting the snail, like into my pocket. It's like pouring with rain. Just like, <laughs> anyway, I get clipped back in and I like, but not before probably a number of cars ended up missing the light because of the snail. Um, and then I had to, of course, rehouse the snail outside the pool somewhere when I got there. So did it, it had a nice new home. I'm assuming it did. I'm assuming, mm-hmm. I have to assume now after that, that it lived a nice long life, snail life. Oh, <laughs> that's sweet. Was it like an exceptionally attractive snail or no. you don't discriminate? Sometimes you know, I don't just... know what gets into, like, honestly, I do feel yeah. like having studied Buddhism gets into my brain. Like, and I just that come like, I don't want to kill. Like, I don't know where it comes from. It's like, I don't want like any sentient being to die. Like, even though like my logic brain would be like, who cares? Like it's a snail, snails come, snails go. Like this is like evolution. (laughs) Like snails might not exist in a thousand years, like whatever. (laughs) But like my, somehow I've internalized this thing. Knowing that at that moment you could save its life. Mm -hmm. That you had you had power over whether or not <laughs> it dies. It yeah. yeah, yeah. I like like when I get to like if the Christians are right and I end up in heaven, Jesus is going to be like the snail. It was the snail. <laughs> it was all about the snail. <laughs> you could have just kept riding your bike, but you put yourself in front of those cars and yeah. saved it. <laughs> saved us. The Buddha will be standing behind him, like uh huh, yeah. The snail. <laughs> the snail. <laughs> Oh man, Sarah, do we have anything else in our, our I think list? we're good. We're good. Okay. Well, if anybody has any saving animals lives stories, I, I actually didn't, the old man did, but whatever. I'm gonna take credit, partial credit for it. Uh please send them our way, you know, or earwax advice. Mm-hmm. We'll take other anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, thanks also for listening. advice about social oh. media advice. We'll take that too. Oh, that sounds way too complicated. But yeah, we'll take it. We'll take <laughs> if it. If you can say it in two minutes or less, yeah, we'll two. be included in the show. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to another week of We're Writing, and we'll check in with you next week with more exciting adventures of Sarah and Sarah. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top.